1: 971 FM Talk Podcast. Wiggins,
2: America. I am not a number. I am a pretty man. Wiggins, America. The only thing I'm going to need from you guys right
3: now
0: is a cup of coffee.
2: Wiggins.
1: Today's
0: global economy waits for no man. America. Today's global business climate is like, whatever, dude. Hey. Politics is a dirty game. I'm not sure we want to play. There are forces here at work that you couldn't possibly understand. You have no idea how high up this goes. Welcome
2: to Wiggins America.
3: Trust the government? Hey, I'm Ryan Wiggins, Wiggins America. Good opening question, huh? I think you already know the answer to that question. But I teased last hour this story about J.B. Pritzker, the governor of Illinois, and no oversight of federal COVID money. This is not unique to Illinois. This story is unique to Illinois. But no oversight of the way trillions of dollars have been spent is, is just... That has happened all over the place, and you know, you know that's true. So uh, let me tell you about the way that Illinois handled it. This is from the Lake County Gazette. Usually local news like that, they're not biased. They're telling you the truth, so, uh, or at least as much as they can. Lake County Gazette says, Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker gave $300,000, which I guess is a drop in the bucket compared to trillions, but it's still a lot of money to me. in federal COVID-19 relief funds to an anti-family activist group of Black Lives Matter. Uh, That's according to the Office of Illinois Governor December 2021 report to the Legislative Budget Oversight Commission. So they had to release these funds uh, reports. That's in there. Uh, But another way that this was really discovered was that... uh, he was evicted so this guy macklemore which was he was in charge of this branch of black lives matter they used the money to purchase an office in lake county uh downtown waukegan north chicago or north of here in chicago and uh they said that we got to have a brick and mortar place so before we get to what actually happened here and how this played out let's pause for a second just consider that $300,000 of your tax money and my tax money, literally, if you're an Illinois resident, went to, actually it's anywhere because it was federal tax money. So even if you live in Missouri, this is your tax money being spent this way. Federal tax money being spent to give to a political activist organization. A, that has nothing to do with COVID-19. And we all, all knew this was going to happen when they started spending this money we all knew yes they're saying it's for covid relief but it's going to go all over the place it's like pouring alfredo sauce into a strainer some of it's going to stay in there but a lot of it's going to leak out and you knew that it was when you poured it in the strainer (laughs) best analogy ever alfredo sauce in a strainer. Uh, Shay, if you're listening out there and you listen to this, this segment, that is the title of the whole hour right there. Alfredo sauce and a strainer. <laughs> uh, let me get back to the story though. So it's not just that this was given, this would be like Missouri saying, Oh yeah. COVID-19 relief funds. Instead of giving it to, um, I don't know, tests or medical facilities or something, which by the way, a lot of that's been misused too. You know that a whole bunch of people were saying, yeah, COVID-19 death, even though the death didn't have anything to do with COVID-19. We know that's a fact now. CDC said so. <laughs> so you know if they're saying it, we've been saying it for a long time. Uh, because they got extra federal money for saying that they had a COVID-19 death, even if the death was only with COVID-19, let alone pure fraud. That Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but this story, back to my point, and let's say Missouri Governor Parsons said, you know what, COVID-19 money, I'm just going to give that to the NRA. That isn't okay. Put yourself in, a, in the other side's shoes, you know, if you're on the left and listening to this. That, that's terrible. You should agree, even though it's your side. Okay, so this guy <laughs> from Black Lives Matter, last name of uh, Mick, where did I lose the name? Macklemore. He... Uh, said okay the reason we're getting this money though is because of the quote increase and part or uh, um pritzker agreed the increased potential for violence and underserved disproportionately impacted communities again not really associated with covid the increase for potential violence potential violence in underserved underserved well, i don't know what that means and disproportionately impacted communities, disproportionately impacted by what covid Because violence, I have have no idea. There's a bunch of words, just word stuff. So, but that's why they got the money was to stop the increase of potential violence in underserved and disproportionately impacted communities. But Macklemore, the head of the organization, was arrested in Kenosha, Wisconsin, in February of 2021 and charged with felony battery because he went to the police office and kicked a door down at the Kenosha courthouse and threatened to break the fingers of Kenosha police officers. (laughs) I'm not making this up. The guy is charged with felony battery, and he got the money because of the increased potential for violence against his community. He's going around causing violence and getting money, your tax money, to stop violence. This is real. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. I just wanted to report on it. There will be no accountability for this. I just am telling you, maybe next time we talk about spending a crap load of money, we think, you know what, that sounds nice, even if you're on the left, because on the right, we're mostly going to go, don't spend money. I don't care what it's for, just don't spend money. Infrastructure? Oh, maybe. But don't spend money. Just stop spending money. But if you're on the left and you like spending money, if it's the right cause, or if you're in the middle, and you're like, you know what, I don't mind when the government spends money, but it, as long as it's on these things, just keep in mind next time that happens that it's never actually on those things. So why would you want to be like J.B. Pritzker or Lori Lightfoot, emulate the worst crime in the nation? I don't know. But Tashara Jones, mayor of St. Louis, does.
2: We have to do something about the proliferation of guns in our communities, uh, full stop. Uh, So we need gun control uh, legislation from the federal level and the state level. Unfortunately, Missouri has a love affair with the Second Amendment and has uh, passed so many laws relaxing relaxing gun control that everyone has access to a gun. And that doesn't make anybody safer, our law enforcement included. We had a shooting just earlier last week that injured two of our officers. So, you know, we have to do something about the presence of guns in our community and make sure that they don't get into the wrong hands.
4: We also, when you look at New York and you compare, right? New York State is some of the strictest gun laws in the country and New York City is still seeing such a surge in gun violence. Like, what do you do with that?
2: Uh, Well, again, it has to be an all-hands-on-deck strategy. We cannot police or arrest our way out of this. We have to invest our way out of this, taking a page from Lori uh, Lori Lightfoot's handbook.
3: That's her this week on CNN. Yeah, nationally telling everybody, in St. Louis, what we want to do is be more like Chicago. (laughs) I kid you not. It's the upside down, Stranger Things. Hey, speaking of flipping things...
2: What does he know? Wiggins, America.
3: All right. Like I said, it's not positive news in the sense that somebody had a stroke. That's negative news. We pray for the man. We pray for his health and safety. I don't want to say especially, because, but also because everybody in the Senate says he's a super nice guy. Senator Lou John from, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Lou John, Lou Juan from uh, New Mexico. Had a stroke this week. He's 49 years old. Huge surprise to everybody. Now, the reason we're talking about it is because that affects the balance in the Senate. How does that affect the balance? Well, we're at 50-50 Senate right now. In the House, you can vote by proxy. They were doing that throughout COVID. In the Senate, you couldn't. So if you remember at the beginning of the pandemic, somebody like Rand Paul would get COVID. He'd be out for some of these huge spending bills that he would have voted against. He would have impacted... Now, this is back when the Republicans still had the majority, but it was a slim majority. And so they were able to pass some bills without some Repub- Republican members of Congress, even back in 2020, because you had to be on the on the Senate floor to vote. <clears throat> and with all the protocols, especially at the time, if you had COVID, you were a pariah. You couldn't be around anybody. I think they wouldn't even allow you to come in in a bubble. You know, You had to stay away. So... That affects things now, because even though those restrictions have been lifted, you still got to be on the Senate floor to vote. Well, now Democrats are down one senator. Well, it gets even deeper than that. Because right now, Mitt Romney and I think one other Republican, either Mitt Romney's got COVID. The other one maybe snowed in somewhere and maybe sick or something. But both of them are coming back. But as we speak this week, Republicans are down two senators Democrats are down one. So you're talking about a 49-48 majority for Democrats. But next week, what's going to happen is those two Republican senators are coming back, Mitt Romney and the other one. And now Republicans are going to have a majority in the Senate. I kid you not. That's a 50-50 Senate in action. I mean, you know, if, if Donald Trump was in the White House right now, Republicans would technically have the majority because of Mike Pence. That's not the case. Uh, But the Senate staying the same. The presidency flips the Senate to Democrats. But that changes now. Now, that doesn't mean that Chuck Schumer won't be the uh, Senate president for the time being. That vote's already done. Now You can't pull that back for this term or for this session. But it does mean that if Republicans stay united for the next at least a month... At least a month. Lujan from New Mexico will not be on the Senate floor. He had cranial surgery after this this stroke. So he's he's in recovery and he will be for at least a month. They're saying six weeks possibly, so a month and a half. That Republicans will, starting next week, have the majority in the Senate. I can't believe this isn't being talked about everywhere. It's a huge deal. As long as Republicans stay united on everything, which so far, for the most part, surprisingly, they have. I mean, against Build Back Better, against eliminating the filibuster, they actually had majorities because Democrats would join them. So what does that look like now? Well, the biggest thing that comes to mind is the Supreme Court pick. It may not impact that simply because Breyer hasn't retired yet. So until he retires, it's really a moot point. And then you got to go through all the proceedings. Well, that's probably not going to happen within the next month anyway. You're talking about maybe summer? We don't really know when Breyer's going to retire. I don't think Breyer knows when Breyer's going to retire. I love saying that over and over. Breyer retire. I like saying Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin, too. <laughs> By the way, that dude's awesome. Um, I hope he wins again because he's terrific. But, but Johnson in Wisconsin and Breyer and retire. Uh I really have no reason to say that other than just that I like saying it. Here's the deal though. If that happens over the summer, probably a moot point, but between now and then there are no legislative items that can pass a Republican held Senate essentially. Now, mainly what that's going to affect is court appointments. Now here's the deal at the beginning of the Biden administration, the court appointments that, Mitch McConnell and Trump were able to push through. They were at a breakneck speed. So in four years, Trump has put through more judges at all levels than a lot of presidents do who have two terms. Now, don't, don't compare the numbers exactly because they don't line up. I'm just saying it was that he was pushing through that many. Now, if you have a president for two terms, they're going to push through more than Trump did in four years. But my point is a lot. Now, Biden was very slow at the beginning of his term. However, starting in about April and May, they've been going crazy. They've been catching up for lost time. I don't know why they didn't at the beginning. That seems like that would be a huge priority when you got such a close Senate. But they were focused on other things. And then in the meantime, they've, they've caught back up. So what does that mean? Well, that means that in a Senate that can't really get anything passed anyway, as you've seen publicly play out, they can't get anything passed. You've got infrastructure, and then it's completely stalled. That's good for the country. That's good for inflation and things like that. But they're frustrated. So what they've been doing is making up for it in judges. Now, that stops. No more judges as long as Republicans stay united and say, no, we're not going to vote for this, which you never know. You know, you got your Collins, you got your Murkowski's, and you got your Romney's, That you never know what they're going to do. But let's look long term, almost at the end of the segment here, but real quick, long term. people are really concerned about this senator from New Mexico because all that's been put out as of now is just a press release. A lot of the senators, even on the Democrat side, the press went to them and said, Hey, what's up with Lou John? And they'd say, I don't know. You tell me, they didn't even know this happened. So that's how sudden this was. So the press release is really all the information that's been put out by his campaign And they said, look, he's going to be out for four to six weeks. He had cranial surgery. We expect a full recovery. That's it. Now, most of the time, I mean, and even in a circumstance like this, you'd think, well, if you say that, then that's probably true. However, you're talking about a pretty big deal and something that happened very suddenly. And he went into surgery right away. We're talking about cranial surgery. Is he actually going to be okay? Okay. I mean, people on the Democrat side are asking that. not just me. People are going, wait a minute now. You're, you put out this press release, but that's all we got? Give us some details here. So I'm just saying four to six weeks is what we know publicly. Is there more to it than this? I mean, is the guy coming back at all? That's, that's why this is a big, big story. Even in the interim, it's a pretty big story. But long term, for the rest of this year... If, he, if he's not able to come back or if he's incapacitated in some way, that's a huge, huge deal. More to
0: come. Stick around. Trisha's coming back to the studio next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.
1: Wiggins America
3: 97.1 FM Talk. And guess who's in studio? Uh, I'm going to pull up your open. Is that cool? Thank you for waiting to talk until I played it. Lawless production. Thank you. Thank you. That is Trisha Siegman. now, And you know that because that's her theme song. <laughs> <laughs> it's like six One notes. One more time. Okay, sure. Here she is, Trisha Seekman. Yay! Yay! I'll change it next time. I just like No, that's it. No, once we've committed now. No I thought
4: it was gonna be something cool. I thought you were gonna work in some brews. I don't
3: Nope. No clips. Nothing. And I I actually was hoping to make it shorter than that. Like it would go.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you think that you could handle making that any shorter or less memorable
3: that it could already just, is. I could just do the last note, just that. <laughs> did you Did you hear what I did last week? So we, we were talking about you saying, "Um, what What's my theme? You know, you, you do the same jo- same joke every week. I some. know. Just and so I had one trick to, pony. I had to I had to preempt you this week. Um but you couldn't hear the music when I was playing it in the bump music when <laughs> I was saying, "Well, this is your theme music now." It was the Chewbacca song.
4: That's <laughs> <laughs> what I get for not having headphones yeah, that you were, day.
3: You were like, "Oh, where's my theme?" Like, "What's playing right now?" It, and it's the Chewbacca song where it's just Chewbacca and the only lines of the song are Chewbacca, what a wookiee, and then <laughs> Chewbacca noises. So you'll have to podcast that for sure. Great. I know you have tons of time. On the
4: Odyssey app, yeah. Wiggins America.
3: Yeah, Wiggins America on podcast or the Odyssey app. That's how we work in... That's good radio. We just worked in a promotion for the show out it's of like nothing. like we're true
4: professionals.
3: So the question I asked you last hour is what... And I asked anybody who wanted to email in or, or share. I'd love to see those. Your best celebrity story. And I don't care if it's somebody who you just think is a celebrity... Uh, and, you know, it's not that big of a deal or it's legitimately Keanu Reeves or something. Just the stories are fun. And I asked you, I've got one and it's news related. So I thought this is a good week to tell it because it's it's literally one of, if not the best celebrity story I've, I've got. This better be great because you've really built this up. And I'm going to continue to. Mine are not that great. Well, tell me yours first. Okay.
4: My first one is whenever we were having fun charlie daniels the late charlie daniels on air okay and i called to connect the line thinking oh you know he's gonna have a producer you know pick up the phone do the whole mr daniels will be right with you in just a moment Mm -hmm. i called and he's like hello and i'm like hi i'm calling to speak with charlie daniels he's like yeah hey sweetheart what's up and i'm like that is so endearing that you're just like sitting there hanging out because it was all set up through press people and She's like, how are you? And was just like super kind and cool.
3: It doesn't surprise me that there was not a secretary. What surprises me is that when you have those press things, because usually it's, oh, Charlie Daniels is releasing a new album or a book or something. And so they release press releases and then you contact the press company and they put you through. What What surprises me is that he was he was just like, no, just put my cell phone just,
4: on. Yeah, show. just give her my cell.
3: Yeah. I thought that cool. was cool. Like that a down
4: cool. to earth yeah. kind of story.
3: You'd almost hope that from Charlie Daniels.
4: Yes, right. it was. Yeah. But I didn't know I was young. You know, this was years ago. I didn't know what to expect. So that was um, a work related run in. And I've had quite a few of those over the years just because in our business, we're fortunate to get that. Yeah. Years ago, I was in Nashville for a Blues Predators game. Cool. Nashville is a cool place to watch the Blues play hockey. Mm -hmm. It's very there's a lot of St. Louis fans there. I was really big into the team at the time. We end up staying at the same hotel as the players. Cool. Right. So first night there we any see of them
1: predators? <laughs> Do <you get> it. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay.
4: Um first night there we see T J Oshi walking around writing his little journal. We see uh, Halak was our goaltender at the time, eating dinner and we have all these like brief sightings, so I'm in my hotel room. I'd just been on a. I'd just been out with the girls the night before. I'm not feeling the best, you know. I'm in my pajamas. I'm like I'm gonna go down and get some ice or whatever it is. So I'm walking that walk of shame you do in a hotel when you're still in your pajamas, you know, walk, wandering Getting around. breakfast. It wasn't even breakfast time. It was like an odd hour. Like we we'd hit Nashville pretty hard the night before. So okay. I get into the elevator. And in walks Alex Petrangelo and Ryan Reeves. How did
3: you know it was them? Were they wearing their jerseys?
4: No, they're in suits, but I know who they are because I'm a super fan at this time. Okay. Like a nerd fan at this time. Love it. My brain shuts down completely. Like, it goes into, like, over... I couldn't just smile and keep my mouth shut. Oh, you had to start
3: saying I something? I had to talk,
4: right? So I'm standing there, and I'm trying to figure out what it is I'm going to say, right? Uh-oh. I've got this <laughs> elevator ride down, and I'm sweating a little bit. This, my, is, the
3: ele- this is literally the elevator in, pitch. In the elevator. I've yeah. got the
4: elevator pitch with these two guys who don't even know I'm in there. It's the three of us, and they aren't looking at me at all. So Because stand- they're blues
3: players. They're not predators. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke. Exactly. We're going right. a couple more times here. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Um, So I'm standing there and just just thinking about the, like, best thing I could say, right? Sweating, shaking, still being ignored. And all of a sudden I go, we put lipstick on a drunk guy last night. (laughs) No context. (laughs) Not even any eye contact. You didn't? Oh,
3: you're staring at the door? I'm staring, not even looking at these guys. Okay, 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 best move at this so point. Wild. I don't know what you did. Best move at this point, put your hand to your ear like you're talking on a Bluetooth.
4: No? This was before Bluetooth. Oh. It was that, no. I mean, there is, and they both kind of look up, and I'm just like, I just smile, and I'm still sweating. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and they're like... Oh, <laughs> oh! they, they acknowledged that like, you were talking oh, to them. and just
4: kind of gave me that, like, oh, this poor girl, like, little head nod. And then we take the rest of the elevator ride silently down to the ground floor. This is their game night, right? So we're going to see that. We're going to watch them play tonight. I'm like, good luck tonight. And they're like, thanks, and got Whoa. off the elevator and walked away. And that
3: was my run in. You know what's amazing is that you're telling this story because you happen to be on the radio. Mm-hmm. They didn't know that. They probably went and told that whole locker room that story.
2: <laughs> I almost
3: guarantee you that. Some girl yeah. standing in the elevator just goes, I put lipstick on a drunk guy. Uh, we
2: put
4: lipstick on a drunk guy last night. <laughs> Why? I don't know. That's... It was so funny the night before when we did it. There was a drunk guy. You were in trying the hallway. to impress them. I was trying to impress them with my hilarious story. <laughs>
3: Completely out of context. You were hoping that they would be like, oh my gosh. That's so fun. You're You're, so funny. You want to hang out later? You're so fun. We love fun. That's great. Oh my gosh. (laughs) If only we could have found you last night. We have fun too. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's a great story. Uh, Most of mine, oddly, are outside of entertainment. Because I used to work at several different golf courses in the area. So we get tons of, you know, mostly sports people come into play. But you'd also get, uh, actually, one of my best stories is from here. When I was producing for Dave Glover, I don't know how I got it. I might have gotten it from you or or somebody out in the bullpen. Mm,
4: I remember this the cell phone.
3: Are you sure? I'm pretty sure you. Corey Lewandowski. Yeah,
4: you asked me for a phone number, and I just happened to have a cell in my phone. So
3: this is how bad of a producer I was. So every Wednesday, I think, we tried to do the big interview. So Dave would interview somebody in the world of celebrity dumb. And it usually it wasn't a huge national celebrity. Although we got some. You know, we got like the um, mystery science theater guy on we had a couple of really cool people on
4: yeah but that shows different because they do like a more ensemble it's not like yeah hard hitting guests
3: all the time yeah and so it was it was literally anybody well obviously it's 97 one we have a lot more connections with politics so I offered once to Dave what about Janine Pirro and he was like no and I'm like well what if you grilled her you know I don't know if what you'd ask her and he was just like there is no way in hell no, I'm going to interview Janine Pirro. And I'm, I'm like, good. Okay, great. So, with that in mind, no idea why I even asked about Corey Lewandowski. Why would Dave Glover be interested in talking to Corey Lewandowski? <laughs> he, he hadn't been in the news in months, and so I'm I'm just like, oh man, uh, that's a great idea. I know what I'm going to do this week because that was a hard that was a hard job. Sure, was finding celebrities because you're constantly trying to network into areas that we're not really in. and Well, in so
4: much of our job, when you <clears> do <throat> grab celebrity contacts, it's because they have a book. They put out a press exactly. release. It's, they're doing some kind of media yeah. tour
3: of some sort. And most people in general entertainment, you might know this, they don't really love conservative media. So it you're already, the odds are stacked against you. So I'm having to do this every week. And we ended up doing some really good stuff. But that one in particular, I was like, oh, how how about Corey Lewandowski? By the way, this isn't even my good story, so I still got to get to that. So I I text Corey Lewandowski (laughs) randomly like, hey, do you want to be on the Dave Glover show? (laughs) Hey, it's Ryan Wiggins. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, this is Ryan Wiggins. I don't have a show yet, but I know somebody who does. Would you be interested in talking to Dave Glover? Keep in mind, Dave probably has no idea I'm doing this. Probably wouldn't even want the interview. I look up immediately after texting him, and he hasn't been in the news in months. So, again, why am I even texting Uh him? I look up on our TVs out in the bullpen out here. Corey Lewandowski is testifying before Congress (laughs) about God knows what and probably is looking down at my text in the middle of this going... Who the heck is this? <laughs> right. Right. Hold on, yeah. I have gotta
4: take Ryan Wiggins is Hang texting on a second. me.
3: Bathroom break, right. real quick. To I know we get a couple of lunch. these. I'll be. I'll I, be I'm back. getting a text from Ryan Wiggins, who is going to be the host of Wiggins America in the future. I have a feeling that was that's my Corey Lewandowski story. A great How stupid story. is that? But here's my really good one. So I was working at golf store, golf courses for most of my high school and college life, making ends meet and whatnot. And great job, by the way. If you don't want to work in food service. Work at golf courses. Well, you get free golf when you do that, too, don't you? You do, but you end up not wanting to be there because you're there so much. But that is true. You do get free golf, and you get to hang out, and it's a summer job. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's perfect for high school and college. It was fantastic. You get tips. It's great. Um, And this is also at the rise of Tiger Woods. You know, this is when that's a big deal. So it was kind of like a hot industry at the moment I was in it. So lots of sports people. Well, anybody who comes to town, I worked at Gateway National Golf Course which is right across the river in Illinois. It's the closest golf course to downtown St. Louis in the whole area. So when people would come into town, maybe for a show or whatever, they would automatically ask, what's the closest golf course? I'm going to try to get a round in before our show tonight, usually. So we did the the river dance. People were all out there. And any big show, if they golfed, they played there. So I'm out there once. And here's the news connection with this week. Crosby, Stills, and Nash Mm -hmm. are in town. Mm -hmm. Well, we had heard, oh, they're going to come out. I if, if you had to look at them, the only one you'd know by sight is David Crosby. Because he's got that long Gallagher. He looks like Gallagher. Sure. Right? He's ball in the top, long hair. Everybody kind of knows he looks like somebody. Do they travel in a pack, though? Well, I think when they're playing, this was th- this at the time, I can't remember if it was Crosby, stills, Nash, and Young, or if it was just the three of them. But regardless, only one of them ended up coming out to the golf course, and it was Graham Nash. And I didn't know what he would look like, so I kind of looked it up, and I'm like, oh, okay. And then he comes in. And oddly, if you've ever met people who are just very wealthy and, and they're entertainers, they just look different. I don't know why. Yeah. Athletes obviously look different because they're usually built and they're big.
4: No, but that, like, there's a, <clears throat> I think there's, a, like, a swag and a confidence. There's also... There's uh, money. There's money. For sure. You can tell.
3: Yeah, so they, they usually have a nice ride, or they're pull- mm-hmm. maybe they're pulling up in. At the time, it would have been... Probably a, a, a car. Now it'd just be an Uber, but at the time it was you're pulling up in a nice car. So uh, Graham Nash c- gets out of the car, and I'm like, "Oh, I think that's that's one of those guys." Okay, I didn't know him by sight, but I look him up. Okay, that's that's him. So he goes out and plays his round. Well, he comes back in, and we're just cart boys. We just clean the clubs, we put the carts away, we do the stuff. I said, um, "How was your round?" And I'm cleaning off his clubs. I definitely want to clean off a celebrity's clubs because usually they tip well. So I'm cleaning off his clubs, and I say, how's your round? That one question. He go, he's he stops what he's doing. Usually it's like, ah, eh, blade yeah, okay. Fine, you know, whole you know, three really threw me for a nine, loop, whatever. A little, yeah, a little rough. But you sound like you know golf real well. I do.
4: <laughs> front nine, back nine, clubs, yeah. I mean, cart. You, you got it. Towel. Yeah,
3: that's what he said. He, he's like, <laughs> well, back nine, front nine, you know, clubs, towel, cart. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I hear covers. you, buddy. <laughs> but anyway, he, Stop he, he stops what he's doing, because usually it's very casual. He stops what he's doing, and I'm just a carp- I'm like 19 or something. He looks me right in the eye, and he goes, listen here. And he's British, or else he's f- put on a fake accent <laughs> to impress me. I really hope he's not. I hope he's not, too. <laughs> listen here. Here's what's going on. So about eight months ago, I'm on a yacht in the middle of the Pacific, and, I mean, he starts telling me this story. I'm like, holy cow, what is happening? I'm out in the Pacific, and we've been out there for probably three weeks. We don't know where we are, and that's fine. It's fantastic. We're, and I don't know who we is. Like, who, who's, who's he out there with? No idea. <clears throat> and the yacht he's talking about, he starts talking about rooms and things they had been doing. So it's clear that it's not just some little boat. Mm-hmm. It's a yacht. It's a house out in the middle of wherever they are. And he goes... So there we are. And we've been out there for weeks. Everything's fine. We're getting a little tan, but you know how it is. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know how it is out there on the boat. And so he goes, but then all of a sudden, and I'm getting the language all messed up because he's in Pacific and he's whatever. But he says something like, "Here, in blows a Norisa, <laughs> you know? And the storm's coming in, and he's describing it, and he's going on and on. It's blowing this way and that, and we don't know what to do. None of us are a professional nautical sailors, so we're trying our best just to survive out there. I'm slipping into an Australian uh-huh. accent here, by That's the way, That's fine. Too. I'm
4: following. Are you, at this point, as a young Ryan Wiggins, still shining these golf clubs?
3: I'm stopped, and I'm staring the man in the eye. <laughs> the slack jaw. Just... Uh, oh, yeah. And he goes... So it, the, finally we hit a wake, and the thing—the boat—throws me thirty feet in the air, and I land, and I break both of my legs. Oh, <laughs> so I've been in casts for the last six months, and I finally am out of a cast, and this is my first round of playing golf, and I played okay. <laughs> I'm
4: like, wow, your mind a- literally explodes. Yeah,
3: and I'm doing—I'm not even doing it justice. Uh-huh. You know, the man is a storyteller. Uh-huh. It was incredible. And it's like he's
4: been waiting to tell that story. Yeah, Since the moment he got to the course, he is looking for the right person to right. tell that story to. And I don't
3: know if most people get shy and they're like, "Oh, don't bother him," but you know my personality I'm not really shy, so I was just willing you're to You're
4: too cool to be phased by the celebrities. Well, I mean
3: I was it, I was phased by it, but I'm also not afraid to walk up and be like, You're you're Graham Nash. Hi, <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan. You know I'm like, Ryan Wiggins. I was just a dork and so, future
4: host of Wiggins America, six yeah, to yeah. eight on Saturday. I'll tell the story on the radio
3: someday. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, it was amazing. And just the fact that they've been in the news, I'm like, well I gotta tell that
4: story. That's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool story. Yeah, so that's a good one.
3: Thanks, trisha Thank you for being here this morning. Uh I'll work on your theme. I'll do a better job next week. Just like
4: condense it a little bit. It's too long. Can we play it one more time? Do you have it? Let me
3: see. Uh, So this is the long version. Again, I'm going to shorten this.
4: Thanks, Trisha. Thanks, Ryan. Bye. Bye. Bye.
3: Well, once again, the big news that I am breaking this morning, and really, if you've been paying attention, I'm not breaking it. This happened in the middle of the week. It's just I've been so surprised that nobody's talking about it. New Mexico Senator Lou John is, uh, or Lou depending on how you pronounce it, is uh, is struggling. He had a stroke, and that is going to throw the balance of power in a 50 50 Senate off for at least a month, if not longer. If you want to get the full breakdown on that, I've got a, a short podcast, a, a really quick explanation of it up at uh, 971talk.com. Actually, the easiest way is just typing in Wiggins America, and then it'll come up and you can get the podcast there. You can get the podcast from this show, talked about in the first segment of this hour, but also there's an independent podcast and an article under my page at 971talk.com. This is not a long segment. I can tell you that already because I went long in the first one and went very long in the second one talking with Trisha just now. So I'll just say this. I'm kind of just wanting to do an ad for Dinesh D'Souza's new movie here. He spoke with Annie Fry yesterday. Of course, I'm on the Annie Fry show every day and was, I don't want to say I was there for that interview, but I, you know, we, we've we been all over the place this week because of snow. I broadcasted from home one day this week and he's been at home for a couple of days. So we're all kind of there, but not there standing there uh, listening to her talk to Dinesh about the movie that's coming out. First of all, I mentioned it, you know, earlier in the show, but just a brief mention. 2,000 Mules is the name of it. And if you type that apparently into your search browser, if it's Google, apparently it doesn't come up for the first page. And I'm sure that's deliberate because the trailer has been viewed 2 million times already. And that would push it to the very top. If you type in literally the name of the movie, 2,000 Mules, there's nothing else that's being confused with. So it's being deliberately pushed down and aside. So he was encouraging in that interview to go directly to 2000mules.com. View it for yourself. It's going to be a game changer. I can guarantee it. Because that dude delivers. When he says, and what he said in that interview was, you know, so far we've had a lot of people, a lot of conjecture. The left completely pushing it aside and not caring about it at all. The right saying, I see a lot of anomalies here. That's what I've been saying a lot. And that's what I've been complaining about is, yeah, I see anomalies, but give me the bedrock here. Give me the hard structural problems, the evidence that you see. What he said was what we have mostly is here's how the bank robbers cut the wires. Here's the person on the inside. Here's the window that was left open. Here's the combination of the safe but you've never actually shown them robbing the bank. What he said was, I've got a movie that shows them robbing the bank. I've got, I've got it down. Check it out. 2000 mules. This is Wiggins America. We're done for today. Again, the podcast is at
1: 971talk.com. Get more at 971talk.com.